On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space, an unwillingness to hear other perspectives, an unwillingness to challenge yourself and to grow is going to lead you to a space where life is going to continue to move forward and you're going to be in the same place. You're going to look up five years, 10 years, and for some people, 20, 30 years, and you are doing the exact same things that you were doing 30 years ago. While everyone else around you has made moves. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey, lady. It's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California? and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. All right, lady, our quote of the day comes from our very own Terry Lomax. You are your most valuable asset. I'll say that one more time for the folks in the back. You are your most valuable asset. All right, T, that's your quote. So tell us, like, what, what, why are we our most valuable assets? Well, Dom, I'm going to try to be very quick with this over this explanation of why this, what this quote means to me, because my child might be in the background making noise, but I do want to say, I would say coming from someone, me, right, who has struggled with low self-esteem, depression, who's had a very you know rough upbringing and things of that nature, there were many times in my life where I was looking for the solution outside of myself. I was looking for happiness outside of myself. I was looking for the answers outside of myself. And from over the course of all these experiences I've had from therapy to being in toxic relationships to you know accomplishing goals and all these things, I realized that damn, it's me. It's me. Everything that I need is within me. And not saying that in a cocky way, but I believe that we all need to understand and know that we are our most valuable asset. It's not that relationship. It's not the job. It's not the title. It's not our children. 
it really boils down to us. And I think that when we spend time with ourselves and we're intentional about that solitude, that's when we get the answers that we're desiring. So everything we need really is within. And we're going to dive into this in just a bit, but it's all an inside job, right? When we think about value and what we're here to, to do on this earth, everything comes from within. But if we don't hold space to have those revelations and epiphanies, then it's going to be difficult to to hear the the answers. What about you, Don? What do you what does this quote mean to you? Because you were like, oh yeah, girl, I, I agree with you. You know, I agree so far with everything that you said already, and also just thinking about how important it is for us to like the ripple effects, right? Of us recognizing that we are our most valuable asset. That when we know and feel comfortable and confident in being able to look within, then it makes everything that we do a lot smoother, right? The good, the bad, and everything in between will flow a lot smoother when we are comfortable with being able to look within. I love that. And it was beautifully stated, Dom. And lady, if you're new to the podcast, I just want to share a quick disclaimer with you. Dom and I, we try not to come off as preachy, right? Me personally, I know that Dom has her own purpose and the reason that she does the work that she does and why she's here on on this earth. I would say for me, one of my gifts, I would say is teaching, right? And I've been told this over the years as I, as I've graced stages for keynotes and facilitated workshops and taught hundreds and possibly thousands of people, everything from conflict resolution to podcasting. And I'm a firm believer of teaching people how to think versus teaching them what to think. And so in today's episode, we are going to share our perspectives on what we believe you need to remember and really what we need to remember, right? As we move into this year and as we really manifest a successful year. So again, this is not us saying, girl, you got to know this, but it's like from our experience, this is what we think we should all remember. And child, we're going to talk about everything from addiction to leaving F boys or F girls or just F people in general, okay? And more. So make sure you stay tuned. So Dom, let's just dive into number one right now. And this is one that we have probably all heard before, but we're just going to dive in a little bit deeper on our perspectives on this. And the first reminder is, If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Now I'm gonna go go ahead, girl. I'm gonna go ahead and speak on this, and I'm gonna share my my feedback after. You know, I think when I think about this, I can imagine that several of our listeners are probably having a reaction to that one, right? Like, ugh, I hate that quote. And why do people keep emphasizing that quote? The reality is that why this one is so important is you have to have a plan. And hear me out. Also recognizing that things will not always go according to that plan. But we need some direction. So let's say that one of my goals for this new year, or maybe depending on when you're listening, this new season in life, let's say that one of those goals is to say no more often, right? 
that sounds amazing. You know, I love setting some good boundaries, right? But if you don't have a plan for how you're going to say no, what is that going to look like when you actually are put in a situation where you have to say no or where you're thinking about saying no? I would imagine that let's say that a friend reaches out and wants to make brunch plans, but you know that you've had a pretty exhausting week and you don't have the capacity or the energy. But one of your goals, you remember, one of your goals is to start saying no to things. But you have not planned how that would actually play out. So homegirl reaches out and you're like, oh, shit, I mean, I want to say no, but I don't know how to say no. I feel guilty about saying no. And you spend time ruminating on how to say no. And then you end up going to brunch. And while you might have a good time later on, then you come back and you're beating yourself up because you wanted to say no. So you have to have a plan. Otherwise, things are not going to go well. Hey, hey, lady, this conversation is just getting started. It's going to get so much better. But first, we have a quick update for you from one of our sponsors. So be sure to stay tuned and we'll hop right back into this conversation. I want you to finish this sentence in your mind. I deserve a sex life that is what? What comes to mind? Don't be afraid to say it. Because whatever it is, you deserve it. And Dipsy can help you get there in new and sexy ways. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. For listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash herspace. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipseastories.com slash herspace. dipsystories.com slash herspace. All right, let's hop back into the show. What are your thoughts, Steve? Y'all have to excuse me because my child, I thought she was going to be quiet. She didn't make it a little noise. But I will say, I would agree with that wholeheartedly, Dom. I think having a plan is so important. And the thing is, a plan doesn't have to be this daunting six-page paper, right? Literally, it could be you just writing down, I love to prep, prepare, right? So it could literally be you writing down, okay, let me write down some tools on how to say no, right? And then when someone ask me something that I don't want to do, this is what I'm going to say. Just writing it down. So for me, I know one of the examples that we've talked about on the podcast was speaking up for myself in general. That was something I've worked on for years. And so what I tried to do was in the nail shop, when the nail tech is going in on my finger and it's uncomfortable, instead of just taking it and just you know being quiet, speaking up in, in those instances, right? So that was one example. I would say also, Dom, as you were talking, you were making me think of ideas. So I wanted to, I wanted to just walk through an example with you. So lady, just participate in this little activity for us. If you're in a safe place, try to close your eyes and just walk with me through this example. And Dom, feel free to chime in and let me know what you think too. So let's say you get a new car, right? 
all your friends are congratulating you. It's fire. You're like, this is my dream car. I've been wanting this car forever. And Dom, I know you you were there recently, girl, and I video whipping this fly. And so you're posting the car on social media, right? Your friends are liking your picture, commenting, all that good stuff. And one day you hop in the whip, right? And you're on your way to visit a friend in a nearby city. Now, I'm from the East Coast, y'all. I'm from Philly. So I'm going to say that I'm going to D.C. to go visit my homegirl. Because I used to take this drive often, going on 95, right, to go visit my friends. So you get in the car. It's clean. It's smelling good, right? You turn on the radio. And guess what? Your favorite song is playing. You got your air freshener. AC's on. And you pull out your phone to put the address and the GPS to your friend's house. But then you have this idea and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to wing it. I'm just going to figure it out and just, you know, enjoy the journey while I'm on my way. Dom, I'm laughing at your facial expression because you're like, girl, what? But look, here's the thing, Dom. You're driving. You're using up your gas. Your oil's getting old. The car's getting dirty. You're putting miles on the car and time is going by. And now you look up and days have passed and you're no closer to DC. And your friend calls you and she's like, girl. You still coming? Like, what are you doing? Right? So she tries Wait, to keep me days, days, days of past, girl. Philly, Philly to DC, days. It don't take okay. days. I'm okay. It don't it take don't, days. Right? That's right? why I'm like, what are we doing? So that's that's just a quick little analogy, right? But if we think about that in real life, Dom, I see so many people, and this is no judgment or shame, lady, but sometimes if something touches you in your spirit, it might be it might be a gentle message. But I see so many people, Dom, that have goals and dreams, right? And things that they want to accomplish, but they're not serious, right? They're all over the place, which I get. I've been there, but there is no plan to get things organized, right? You're not putting the right address into the GPS to help you get closer to the goal, right? You're listening to people who haven't achieved what you hope to achieve. And what are we doing, right? And I see that so often. Dom, do you ever see that? And what are your thoughts on that particular scenario of just like, oh, I'm just going to wing it. Or you hear people who are like, oh, I have this goal and dream, but you've been working on it for five years and it really doesn't take five years. It shouldn't take you five years for you to apply to, to go to school, right? Or to move to the new city. Like, So when I hear that, what I hear is that there are some mental, psychological blocks that are preventing you from getting there, right? And so maybe the mental cycle and the mental psychological block is also probably what is keeping you from making the plan as well, right? Because we we all recognize that when it is something that we are really wanting for ourselves, we make the plan. We figure it out, right? Even if it's a loose plan, we have some steps in place that we know we're going to take to get there. So even with going back to our analogy of driving from Philly to D.C., even if we decide, you know what, I've taken this route before. I'm not going to use GPS. You've taken the route before. So, you know, okay, I-95 and like what and what signs to look, what particular signs that you might need to look for to know, okay, maybe I need to get ready to switch highways or whatever it is. There's indicators because you, you know, right? So it's a loose plan, but it's still a plan. And because you've taken that route before, you know what time to expect to be there unless you hit traffic, right? And so even a loose plan can get you to where you're needing to be and allow you that space to make adjustments as necessary. 
But if you have absolutely no plan, then it's it, that's an opportunity. So I want us to also think about, like, particularly as we're going through all of these reminders today, that if we approach it from a space of curiosity or a space as or as an opportunity, then there's less judgment and shame and negativity associated with it, right? Yeah. So when we recognize that we have a goal and we don't have a plan to achieve that goal, that's an opportunity for us to step back and reassess. Is this a goal that I truly want? Is this really aligned with my purpose or my vision right now? Are there thing, other things that are keeping me from making a plan that are growth opportunities for me that I might need to address? I love, love, love that, Dom. And I hope what I said didn't come off harsh because it, it, it isn't meant to be judgmental, but it, it's meant to be honest with ourselves. Like, right. it, yeah, I don't want to feel get, hard. And it can feel hard, right? And at the same time, I do want to say it's okay to take breaks, right? Just be aware of what season you're yes. in. So, for example, this fall season for myself, I have a bunch of goals and dreams that I want to focus on. There are plenty that I have not achieved, but I know that this this past few months, I've been in a season because we're recording this right in preparation for the new year. And so I have had what really I would say September, October, November, I would say those, those months of last year, I was chilling. Okay. I was chilling real hard. Like I wasn't doing anything because I worked so hard and it's important for me to have a time to just sit back, reflect, introspect. And so just be aware of what season you're in. Maybe you're like, you know what? I do have this goal. I'm going to think of a plan. I'm going to create that, but I'm not in the season right now. And the other thing I want to point out is that a lot of times, Dom, I hear my students or folks that I mentor say, well, I can't create a plan because I don't know what I want. I don't know where I want to go. That's cool. I get it. If you don't know what you want, you at least need to be very aware of what you don't want because that'll prevent you from going into spaces that you may not want to go into. That'll take you farther away from the goal that you may not have had a chance to uncover just yet. So if you don't know what you want, think about what you don't want. All right. So let's jump on and down. I'm going to pass it to you for the next one. I think that the next one really kind of flows into some of the things that might be blocking us from planning and achieving our goals, right? So our next reminder is to be aware of what's owning you, right? And what's owning you could be your job, your partner, your family, how your view, your perspective on life, Drugs, alcohol, sex, gambling, it could be a whole number of things. But you have to go within to identify what is that thing that's owning you, that's stopping you from being your best self. Dom, you better preach. You better preach. Now, I, I'm with you, girl. I'm with you. I will say, so I haven't talked about this a lot on the podcast, but maybe in the future we'll dive into it deeper, but addiction runs in my family, right? And when I think about the things that I've had to check myself on over the course of my journey, I've had to check myself over the years when it comes to porn, when it comes to sex, when it comes to weed, when it comes to alcohol, being a workaholic, right? 
These are some of the things that I have felt at some point in my journey were legit owning me. And in my opinion, it's not necessarily about what you do, right? Of course, if you're not hurting anyone and it's not illegal, it's not about what you do. It's about how you do it, right? So in my opinion, I know some people have strong views on porn. I'm I'm okay with porn, right? And the thing about it is there was a time in my life when I would say I, I had a porn addiction. Like it was the way that I was doing it. So it was like, mm, I'm doing this to help me cope. I'm doing this because it's enabling escapism, right? Like I'm not trying to address something else. So I'm just kind of going to this thing or, hmm, is it interrupting my ability to do my work or to function properly and take care of the things that I need to take care of, right? So I think it's really important for us to have conversations with ourselves and look at ourselves and acknowledge like, well, God damn, this is where I am today, right? It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to change it today. I know weed can be a tricky one too, right? Like me and my friends have definitely talked about that where it's like, oh, weed, you know, it's from the earth, it's a plant, but it's like, oh, damn, is it, is it, am I low key addicted to this? Like, mm, am I fiending for it when I don't smoke or if I don't pop this gummy? Like it just, and lady, again, it's not judgment, it's being aware of it because at the end of the day, if we're not honest with ourselves, then well, goddamn, who can we be honest with, right? So just knowing within yourself, there are some things that I still feel are low-key owning me and I'm working through it. I don't have a solution today, but I'm like, okay, boo, I see you. I see how you're navigating in this space. I'm aware of it, right? Which is the first step. So that's my perspective on that. You know, I as I was listening to you, I was thinking about, yeah, there are a lot of things that might be owning us, but also being mindful of what we're defining as owning us. Because I think there are a lot of things that are easy to identify. And you name some of those things that are easy for us to identify, right? Porn, sex, weed, right? Those things are easy for us to identify because those are things that society tells us can be bad for us in, in too much of a quantity, right? So it's easy for us to say when we're doing our internal work to recognize, oh, wait, hold on. This might be part of an issue, right, that I'm having. The, the deeper work, the, what can be harder work, because I don't, also don't want to minimize the work that comes with certain addictions. The ones that might be harder for us to recognize are that outdated perspective, right? So, T, you've talked about growing up in the church, right? I was raised Catholic. I love my Catholic family. But the church can be one of the harshest critics that then leads folks to having judgments on themselves about behaviors that are normal, right? And so I think about how a strict religious or conservative religious perspective, a strict or conservative political perspective, or even on the opposite end, right? Trying to be super progressive, overly liberal, may be owning us in a way that's keeping us from 
really aligning with ourselves and pursuing the things that would really bring us happiness because we're placing judgment on ourselves, right? And so that that judgment that we're placing on ourselves is that's what's owning us. And sometimes that's that. harder to recognize and harder to and harder to let go of because of what it would mean if we let that go. Ooh, that part right there, what would it mean if we let it go? I'm so glad you said that, Dom, and you are preaching. And what it makes me think about, before we move on to the next one, lady, I just want to say, I think it's important to also audit your belief systems, like audit yes. what you believe. Right? I like to ask myself sometimes in those moments of you know introspection, what do I believe and why do I believe this? Do I, be- I remember when I was... And, you know, being raised in church, there was a period of time. I remember, I think it was around when I was a teenager, maybe 16 through 18 at some point in that phase. And I remember having this this epiphany and I was like, wait, I'm just going to church because they told me to go. Like, I'm just going because this is what my family told me to do. I just believe this because they told me to believe it. But then at that age, I dove into my own relationship with God and I began to go to church on my own because it was something that I felt connected to. And it was a powerful shift for me because I wasn't just doing it because I was told to do it. I was doing it because that's what I was, that's what I believed. And that's what was important to me. And I found my own relationship there and it's evolved over time, but I think it's important to do that personal audit. So yes, Nam, I love I love the points you made around that. Well, okay. let's let's move on to our mm. third reminder. Woo child. Yes. <laughs> okay. I know lots of black women who can relate to this. Okay. Should I just go ahead? Just, yeah, let's do it. Girl, okay, lady, get sit down for this one, okay? Here we go. Number three is choose your life partner wisely and know that it's okay to change your mind, okay? Okay, let's just put it out there. Your intimate relationships, possibly with an S, right? Depending on how you moving out here, no judgment, girl. Your intimate relationships or your intimate relationship is one of the most important career decisions or dream decisions you'll ever make. Okay. And what I mean by this is you want to make sure that you're with a supportive partner. You want to make sure you're with someone who is going to ride for you and and support you and not be a hater, not be jealous, right? Not be controlling. I think about past relationships that I was in and I was with a partner who was jealous of me, but who was also very controlling. So they, I think about what we do today, right, Dom? Our work, right, our podcast gives us the ability to travel. We went to LA last year and had such a ball. We went to LA, lady. We did a photo shoot and like upgraded our whole brand. And I remember being there with our photographer, Tony, with our makeup artist, and Danielle, and our stylist, Germany. And we were with our team. And I think about, man, if I was in a relationship that I was in years and years ago, a very toxic relationship with a controlling partner, he would have been so jealous about me having a male photographer. Like it would have been this whole thing. He would have been so judgmental and would have been so discouraging with the fact that we've interviewed males on here. Like he was just that type of person. Like, oh my gosh, you're interviewing a porn star and it's a male on your podcast. Like, I don't want you to do that. And then it would have been this whole thing I would have had to deal with at home, energetically, if I was with that person. So I think about ways in which our partners can really 
hold us back, right? It's like, how are you going to, how are you going to grow and elevate and go higher if you have this dead weight around your ankles, just pulling you down, right? Ooh, yes, yes. So I, when I think about that, like I think about how one, like you said, it's important to have that supportive partner. So that person who is, and who's going to support you in a way that helps you grow, right? And hear me out. So we don't want a yes person. We don't want, so support is not that person who says yes to everything that you're doing. That's not support. Because sometimes, sometimes we be going down the wrong path and we need somebody to reel us back in, give, bring okay. us back to reality and be like, sis, this is not. That ain't it. That ain't it. <laughs> that ain't it. Remember your, remember your vision that you shared. Remember your brand that you're trying to create. What you're trying to do over here is not in alignment with that. And doing it in a loving way, right? Or saying, hey, I know that you're trying to get this business off the ground. So how can I, what do you need from me in that regard? Does that mean that maybe I start cooking dinner because you're working, you're over here grinding on getting this business off the ground? Does that mean that maybe I pick up the kids from school? Like, what is it that I can do to, help you achieve this goal that means so much to you, right? That's that's the supportive partner. Also recognizing though that sometimes as we're choosing a partner, that as we both are growing and evolving, sometimes that growth takes us in different directions. And that does not mean that there is something wrong with either of us. That does not mean that that person is toxic. Because I know that we've gotten into, we as a society in general, have gotten into a space of when the relationship doesn't work out, oh, that person was toxic. Not everybody is toxic and sometimes things just didn't work out. But also giving us the, like, this is a reminder of sometimes that relationship does not work out and it is okay to walk away from that. Like, this might have been the person that you said, I am spending the rest of my life with. And 10 years have gone by. So you've gotten past what people talk about that seven year itch, right? You've worked, you, 10 years have gone by and you all have grown in opposite directions. You've done the work to try and come back to one another and it's not happening. It is okay for that to be the case. It is okay for you to change your mind. And Dom, I just want to emphasize, it is so important for us to remember that because I know that that can sometimes be a manipulation tactic. I remember having someone tell me that and I was like, fuck, am I wrong? Because I did say I love you. I did say I wanted to be with you. And now they're like, well, you told me this. And I was like, well, damn, I guess I got to commit to that for life. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because if it no longer serves you, if it's no longer making you feel, you know, full and joyful, if you know, if, if it's no longer a good fit, it's okay. So just wanted to emphasize that a couple of things you made me think about too, Dom. The other thing that I wanted to point out is that with all that said, right, everything that we share, 
it's okay to have fun and explore new experiences sexually. I am of the belief at this age and stage of my life, which I love their body count. That used to be a thing when I was younger. Like, what's your body count? Like, oh my gosh, you want to keep it at this number? Girl, you better go live and have those experiences. Because let me tell you something. 85-year-old, let, let me yeah, 85-year-old Terry, I'm not going to have no regrets. I'm going to look back and be like, yes, bitch, you did everything sexually you wanted to do. You did all the exploration. Like you did all the stuff that you wanted to do. I don't want to have any regrets in any arena of life. And so lady, you better live your best life. Of course, be safe and responsible and all that good stuff, but like go have fun. The other is when you're presented with an opportunity to seriously commit to someone long-term, listen to your gut. Black women, we have, well, really, I believe everyone has intuition. I do believe that a woman's intuition, I think there's something special about our intuition as women. And don't yes. ignore that. Don't ignore your gut. Because there. I swear every time that I was in a situation where I was like, hmm, it ended that, hmm, ended up trying to save me from some shit that I ended up having to live through, but I learned from it, right? So don't ignore the red flags because in the future, those red flags will turn into child. They'll turn into some shit that you're like, child. God damn, I should have listened. Okay. So yes. sometimes we got to let go of toxic bay. All right. And that's, that's, that's all I wanted to share on that topic. <laughs> and so lady, if you are listening, then you know that what, one of the things that we have been doing in our episodes where it's Terry and I, and we don't have a special guest, we invite you to join in on this conversation. So whether that is via Instagram or leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. So today, what we want to do, as you are listening to this episode, we want you to listen all the way through to make sure that you catch all of the reminders Mm -hmm. And then you will look for the orange square on Instagram and you will let us know what is your reminder for this year? What are you needing to refresh yourself on so that this year continues to be that season of youth? Yes, I love it. So lady, really think about what are the things after you listen to the whole episode, what are the things that you want to share with other women? Because if you go to the orange square, literally just go to our Instagram at her space podcast, go to the orange square and just share it there. It's important because you're going to share that with other women that are going to be tuning in and they'll be looking for your feedback as well. And in case you're new here, lady, there's something that I want you to consider as you listen to the rest of the tips here. This is a black woman owned Black woman founded podcast. Okay. So we own this shit. We did this for us. Okay. You are listening to two black women that love us for real. We want everybody black to win. And for those that are listening that may not identify as black, we still love you and we're, we appreciate you being here. But this is a special place that we created to uplift black women because of the things that we experience in life, right? And so I'm over here repping Philly, San Diego, because I was born in Philly, raised in San Diego. Dom was repping the 504. Yes. <laughs> New Orleans and till so, I die. 
there you go. You already know. And we have several degrees and accomplishments between us, right? More than 50 years of life experience between us. And so we out here. So take some notes. Think of your own perspective. Share it on our Instagram at Herspace Podcast. And don't leave us hanging, lady. And if you're that person that's like, but Terry, I only listen to podcasts. I don't be following them on social media. I don't leave reviews. Do us a solid, okay? If you get anything from this episode, if it makes you think, if it touches you, go leave a five-star review and connect with us on Instagram because we love to connect with you. So now we're going to jump on into number, are we on number four, Dom? Yes, we are. Yes. Okay, we're on number four. Let's get into it, Dom. A closed mind is the beginning of a stagnant life. I feel like that should be one of our mantras, like our closing mantras. And I'm going to say that again one more time for the people in the back so that you hear this. A closed mind is the beginning of a stagnant life. So real talk, don't be that person. Okay. Y'all know who I'm talking about. That person who says, oh, I know already. Or, I mean, look, that's just the way I am. It's just what it is. Don't be that person. A person with a closed mind is a person who is not open to growth, who is not willing to change. Now, my compassion itself, I know how I came across, I might have come across just now, like a little like, girl, get it together. And I say that with compassion, recognizing that sometimes there are factors in our lives that have caused us to develop a closed mind. We might be doing it for what we believe is our protection. If that is your situation, lady, I highly encourage you to get support. So whether that is talking to a therapist, or tapping into other forms of your support system. Recognizing that a closed mind and like an unwillingness to hear other perspectives, an unwillingness to challenge yourself and to grow is going to lead you to a space where life is going to continue to move forward and you're going to be in the same place. You're going to look up five years, 10 years, And for some people, 20, 30 years, and you were doing the exact same things that you were doing 30 years ago, while everyone else around you has made moves. It can be hard. I was going to say, that was beautifully stated, Dom. I'm sorry. That was so beautiful. I just want to add my two cents. And Lady, I just want to give you an example of like why it's so detrimental when it comes to having that perspective. So, and Dom, let me know if you've ever heard anyone like this. So let's say, for instance, I'm teaching, so I have a podcasting course, right? I'm teaching you how to start a podcast and I'm going over strategies and stuff like that. And so I'm sharing stuff with you and you're like, oh yeah, I already know how to do that. When you say that, when you when you think that you already know, then it literally closes you it closes the opportunity to learn something new that could actually help you, right? Because we don't know everything. So if that resonates with you and you're like, oh shit, that's me, I'll be doing that. Listen to what Dom said, right? You may need to get some support because if you already know, what's there to teach you, right? So that's one thing to think about. And then the, the other perspective of like, oh, that's just the way that I am. 
Again, I try not to be a judgmental person, but that is just so detrimental to our growth because if you just sit back and you say, oh, that's just the way that I am, then there's likely no growth that's going to come from that. And I honestly have experienced this within myself. I just thought about the fact that I have some trauma. I've mentioned this before and we can dive into this deeper in another episode, but I have some trauma around math because of the way that math was taught to me and what I experienced at that kitchen table when I was younger around math. And so I am right now at this point in life where that is the way that I am. And I'm okay with that because I do have a calculator that I can refer to. Like I had some trauma around doing those times tables. And so I'm not the best at math, but I've, I've understood that that is where I am and that is where I choose to be. So if I am, you know, hoping and I have a goal to be a math wizard, then I'm going to have to address that trauma. And if I want to move forward with that, but some of us are okay with being stagnant in certain areas, but just know that we are the driver of this shit, right? So we have to own that. I appreciate that clarification, right? That there is a difference between choosing to be stagnant and the things about ourselves that we are accepting, right? So like another example, I I say this all the time. Like I'll say, like if there's something that I'm not necessarily good at, I will say, oh, such and such is not my ministry. So y'all have heard me say, and Terry, you and I both share in this. (laughs) You already know where I'm going. Dancing is not my ministry, right? Like, I recognize that I am I am not out here doing Beyonce, Meg Thee Stallion with the knees and Janet Jackson choreographed moves. That ain't my life, right? I accept that. And the difference between the stagnant, that's just the way that I am, and it's a piece of myself that I've accepted is that that I don't allow it to completely stop me from dancing. Now, there will be moments where I'm like, nope, this ain't for me. This, that, that ain't for me, right? And there will be lots of other moments where I'm like, but I'm going to get out here and I'm going to do a little two-step or I'm going to sit right here in my chair and I'm going to move my shoulders and you're going to think that I got it, Right? I'm using that a level of discernment to determine where will I fit in? Where will I allow myself to expand within that boundary of I am dancing just ain't my ministry. I'm glad you pointed that out, Tom. And I do think the big distinction here with this conversation is if there is a goal that you're hoping to achieve and these are the perspectives that you have, then that's when it becomes problematic for you. Like I know for me, I have a goal and dream and I will achieve this to be financially independent, right? Like there's a level of wealth because of, there's a whole why behind it, but that is what I will achieve. And I have a plan in place to get there and the plan continues to change, but I am not ever going to just let these perspectives like, oh, I'm, I haven't achieved it. So this is where I am. Like being stagnant in that particular area is not an option for me. So give rich or die trying is basically the mantra. Okay. That's what we're doing. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I think that that takes us into our fifth reminder that happiness is an inside job. So mm-hmm. reminding us that, again, all of these reminders that we are giving you are about the work that you were doing within. And oftentimes as we start a new year or start a new season, we hear people talking about 
happiness, right? And the importance of being happy. But no one actually has a concrete definition of what happiness looks like. What we know for sure, though, is that happiness comes from within. Happiness is about the things that you are contributing to you. So for black women, happiness looks like self-care. And we can we can have multiple episodes on what self-care looks like, right? And we have talked about the levels to self-care and all of that. But it also looks like taking off that cape. We are not superhuman despite what we or society tries to make us believe, right? Also figuring out that happiness also is about self-love and being in love with yourself. Because those are two different things. Those look different, right? Y'all know I could go on and on multiple episodes about each three of these things. But T, I'm going to turn it over to you. Honestly, Dom, I'm looking and I'm like, I think you've really hit the nail on the head with this. I think it's just a reminder. And I would say now it's like a, you know, I've been a mom for almost two years now. I would say mothers, especially like it's really important to take that time for yourself. So I am very adamant about putting on my mask first so that I can be the best person for myself, the best wife, the best mother. So I do believe that, you know, a lot of us have seen other black women growing up, do everything for everybody else and then give themselves a little, little sip of whatever's left in their cup. Mm-mm. I drink from my cup first, make sure I'm good because I see how my life and my family and my household runs when I'm good. And when I'm good shit, everything else is good shit. So make sure we good first, ladies. Okay. That takes us on to number six. Number six is, whew, this is, this is, a, this is the one right here. This is one, another one. Okay. Number six is you may not get closure from the other person and that's okay. You can be your own conduit for closure. And I want to read this quote real quick, Dom, from Nedra Tawab. So the quote says, remember this, endings don't require drama or toxic behaviors. You can end something because it's not what you want. It doesn't fit where you're going. You're tired of trying to make it work. Your needs have changed or you can no longer accept what is happening. You don't have to wait for a major offense to let things go. It's okay to bow out gracefully. Sometimes peace is more important than giving someone a piece of your mind. Oh, now let me just say, Dom, I used to be that person when I was younger. I mean, evolved woman, but I used to be this person where I would feel like a relationship wasn't for me, but I would wait for something. So I literally just stay in it. Even though I've checked out mentally, I'd stay in it. Like, all right, what kind of story can I come up with to make it worthy enough for me to end it so that the other person understands? We don't need that shit. We don't even need to do that. Another thing, lady, I have been in situations, I'm going to, I've talked about it on the podcast, but with my mother in particular, where I have not gotten the closure that I felt as though I was deserving of and that I needed. So guess what? I did my own closure. I didn't get the apology that I needed, even though I would love that. I didn't get that. So guess what? I had to do my own work internally and with myself, by myself to give me the closure. I didn't need to have that. 
conversation. I didn't get a chance to have the conversation that I wanted to have. So I did it on my own. It was great, right? It sufficed for me. So just a reminder, lady, very important. Don, what do you have to share about this topic of closure? Well, you know, I, <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree that we don't have to have the other person to get the closure that we need, right? Because the thing that I I think about is that there are moments when we make those attempts to get closure and that other person still does not provide us with the thing that we identified that we needed. So let's say, because I think about like my younger self, right? Like I think about in my 20s and particularly like moments in college where I felt like if the relationship was ending and it was because the other person did something that I felt was like against me, right? Or something that I didn't want. I thought that I needed for the closure to happen. Like we needed to have this, this conversation and essentially the conversation looked like me telling you about yourself, like me reading you fulfilled. And then I'm out, right? Like, I got the last word. I read you fulfilled. Now I temporarily in this moment feel good about myself because I I feel vindicated because you wronged me according to my perception, right? Like you wronged me. So then I go and read you fulfilled, make you feel small. And now I can walk away, right? My evolved self says that that's not closure. Right. That I might still walk away from that and not really feel like there was an ending to necessarily an ending to the relationship. Right. Or I might have walked into the situation and been looking for an apology because I felt wrong. And I bring that to the person. And even if I, maybe I read them fulfilled, maybe I didn't, but I did indicate that I wanted, I expected, let me be clear. I expected an apology and that was how I was going to get closure, but they didn't feel like they did anything wrong. They didn't feel like there was a need to have a conversation. And so I still walk away without the closure that I needed or that I expected, right? And so what I usually encourage folks to do is if you are wanting to come to an end or have that closure around a relationship or a situation, that's the work you do within. Maybe it's writing a letter to that person that you never sent. Maybe it's doing a video recording where you say all the things that you want to say. You So you get it out and then you hit delete. Don't save it because you don't need to keep revisiting it because that's preventing the growth. If you keep coming back to it, say it and delete it. And so it's about figuring out, identifying like what's the thing that you need to feel safe and comfortable to move on. Yes, yes, yes to all that. And I will say, I am a sucker for closure. Like in my mind, when I think about closure, I'm like, okay, we sit down, we have a mature conversation and like they apologize, they take responsibility and then we're good. 
it usually don't happen that way. I mean, sometimes you get it, but sometimes you don't. But I love that you shared those tips, Tom. Three of my favorites for closure are the empty chair activity, right? The empty chair activity where you have the empty chair there, lady, and you say all, you pretend that the person that you want to talk to is there and you say all the things. It's, it can be very emotional. You might have some tears to so get your tissues ready. The other is writing an FU letter. And I don't usually send the FU letter, but I write a nice FU letter to get all that shit, all the energy outside of myself. And then I like to do clearing activities to just get my, you know, get my mental together. So love that you pointed that out, Dom. The number seven lady, we're going to hop oh, wait, on. Before we get to number seven, yes. I want to clarify yes. for folks what those clearing activities are. Cause I know there will be yes. some questions, right? So okay. I don't know about for you T, but for mm-hmm. me, the a clearing activity involves yes. scrubbing my social media clean of any any images of so if it's a if it's a romantic relationship right yep or even if it's a friendship it might mean scrubbing my social media clean of all imagery right it it would mean going through my house and taking all of the things that remind me of that person or maybe that that person gave me so there may be things that you have any, the things that remind you of that person that there's an emotional attachment to. Mm. And you get rid of those things, right? So maybe in your closing, your clearing ceremony, it's you gather up all of those things. You say a prayer over it and you throw it away, right? Now, We don't have to be all Angela Bassett and waiting to exhale and set the stuff on fire. But that was her (laughs) badass way of having a clearing (laughs) ceremony, like get all his shit out my house and burn it. But identifying what are the things like taking those things that are physical reminders and getting rid of them so that you are clearing out the physical space, which will eventually clear out your mental and psychological space. I'm glad that you wanted to dive into the clearing, Don, because those are some beautiful, beautiful tips there. And I'm laughing because when you said, (laughs) I was literally typing burn it as you were talking about Angela Bassett, because (laughs) I do sometimes in my, in my clearing activities, it does, it does include like burning my F mm-hmm. letter, like burning mm-hmm. the letter. So I don't go back and try to revisit and keep reading it. Cause then it brings up those, those emotions again. Yes. For me, it includes meditating with intention on whatever my intention might be. And then also some cord cutting. So visually cutting the cord between myself and the other person and either, you know, visualizing the cord burning or just like giving the cord up to the universe and being like, okay, I'm going to just put it up there. And if it's meant to be a connection that we revisit in the future, okay. If not, that's cool too. So those are just some of the steps that I use for clearing. So shall we dive into number seven? I'm excited about number seven. Uh, me too, girl. Me too. You let's do it. Let's do it. And number seven. Okay. Let's just get, let's get into it. Number seven is, this is a ancient proverb is what I heard. Okay. So number seven is, <laughs> You a bad bitch and you got this shit, okay? You a bad bitch and you got this shit. And I know it might sound funny. You might be like, girl, bye. But listen, this is actually something that I have used. Like I used this year as one of my personal mantras because this is kind of how I speak to myself. I go from like boo and bitch. Like that's what I, that's my internal dialogue. But it's not like a nasty bitch. It's just like, 
bitch, what you doing? Like, what we doing? You know, it's like a term of endearment. You know how we do. So anyway, I want to say for this particular tip or reminder that you are worthy. And I truly believe that your dreams exist because they're possible. You know, like I, I really believe there's a quote and you have to Google the quote to get the author's name because I always butcher their name. But the quote is the creator did not give you a longing to do that, which you have no ability to do. So if the dream is there, it's possible that you can achieve it. Like it's not just there to be cute. It's not just there to be there. Like you can actually achieve this. And so this year I was working on a project that was very technical for me. And usually I'm really good with technical things, but this project was very difficult. I was in a space where I was being challenged. I was struggling and my internal dialogue was like, bitch, I don't know if we can do this. And so I said, Oh, hold up. So this was the mantra. And every morning, Almost every morning, I would I would say to myself, and I would kind of do it like Issa Rae on her show. You know, how she go into yes, the mirror and rap. That's exactly what I, I wouldn't do it. About. Right? I wouldn't do it in the mirror, but I would be like, "You a bad bitch, and you got this shit." You and I would just kind of say it to myself. I'm like, "Yes, you are," and it made me feel good. So whatever, whatever makes you feel good, we gonna lean into it. What do you think about this reminder, Dom? The Issa Rae from like the insecure scenes, like uh, that was immediate it comes to mind for me is yes those positive affirmations and mantras that you have to say to yourself and like I think about like for like for me personally like I will like stand in a mirror and have those conversations and sometimes I do my own personal dancing in the mirror and because this is this is a dancing that's not for public consumption but you be freestyling Sudan you be freestyling Listen, I'm not a freestyle queen. Oh, I'm not that ain't okay, my life. Okay. But okay. I'll be in there having my own praise moments of like yes. you got this, like you a baddie, like whatever it is that I need to say, or maybe it's some music that I'm playing to like hype myself up so that like I am reminding myself that I am worthy, I am enough, I am a bad bitch. I am the prize. I got this shit. And as you can see how easily I'm rattling those off, because those are ones that I am constantly saying to myself. I encourage in my private practice, I encourage the clients that I work with to have positive affirmations, right? Like that having those things that you can easily go to, to build up your own personal reserve of like, positive energy and self-esteem like that is so important because the world is constantly trying to tear us down and when we are working on achieving certain goals so as we're reflecting on this, this overall conversation that as we are working to achieve certain goals sometimes there are things that will come in that will serve as a barrier potentially right will serve as a roadblock or a stumbling block. And this reminder, like all of, all seven of our reminders are important, but I think that this last one, like the one about hyping, this one of hyping yourself up is the one that is that constant daily reminder that we need that we got this. Amen to everything you said. And I know that some I know that somebody's listening and they they try to be deep with this. So I just want to define a little bit bad bitch, because I know there are different 
definitions for this. I know for me personally, it means being full, being resilient, committing to my values and loving myself. So it's not like the the Instagram bad bitch type of vibe that you get. There's nothing wrong with looking good on the outside. And I like to look good and feel sexy and all that good stuff because that is important to me. But for me, it's more of an internal thing. It's it's how I'm functioning internally, right? How my mindset is, my character, integrity, being good to other people, being kind, all that good stuff. So I just wanted to clarify because I know somebody was like, hold up, what you mean by that bitch? So I think that concludes all of our tips, Dom. Should we do a quick recap and then we'll share our final reminder about our Instagram post? Yes, yes. So All right. let's go through our reminders that we need to remember if we want to have a successful year. Reminder number one, if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. Number two, be aware of what's owning you. Number three, Choose your life partner wisely and know that it's okay to change your mind. Number four, a closed mind is the beginning of a stagnant life. Number five, happiness is an inside job. Number six, you may not get closure from the other person and that's okay. You can be your own conduit for closure. And magic number seven, you a bad bitch and you, you, bad got, bitch. you this got this shit. shit. All right, ladies. So make sure you head on over to our Instagram at Herspace Podcast and just scroll down our feed and look for the orange square. On the orange square, what we want you to do, no matter when you listen to this episode, so if you got to scroll back a little bit, that's cool too. At Herspace Podcast on Instagram, go ahead and drop a reminder that you are telling yourself or something that you're telling your friends. Tell us what y'all talking about in the group chat. Let us know what reminders you are leaning into this year so that we can Come together as a community and we can all be encouraged by all of the wisdom on that post. We appreciate you for listening. We love you. We appreciate you so much. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. And we're now going to record our after show where we kind of talk about the episode and give you a little behind the scenes scoop of what's going on in our lives. So make sure you visit herspacepodcast.com, click on the Patreon tab, and you can watch us and listen to us for the after show. See you next week. Hey, lady. It's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at her Space Podcast, or check out our website at herspacepodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I attract abundance and prosperity with ease.